0: This podcast has stories of real life events and true crime that happens every day. These stories may contain adult language and graphic or disturbing details not suitable for everyone. Listener discretion is advised. welcome to another episode of war stories i'm tom and i'm chuck and we are live for the debrief because the episode drops on monday and we're live on monday um i wish that was the simplest and easiest explanation uh yep but shit got real around here um and we'll we have a we have a we have a dedication to get to but uh we lost Mm -hmm. someone local um we lost a copper locally here and uh so we'll we'll get to that at the end that will be our dedication but just know that we we will uh we'll get there um towards the end of the episode so it's it, we kind of pushed our schedule around to deal with some things here because this all happened right. within the last 24 hours so um we will we will explain but uh to those of you just catching your first live show welcome uh sam is here sam's got his first live show. sam looks like a smoke eater sam's got to be uh, a freaking firefighter. Look at that.
1: There I can't you
0: know. see it. How do you see their stuff? I You see it right there on the screen. Oh, oh look Picture. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He looks Weird. like he naps for a living. <laughs> Shots fired, or maybe not. Oh. Uh, He's like, yeah, no, I definitely do. Yeah. You know what? Any cop that makes fun of a firefighter for getting paid to sleep is just jealous he got in the wrong line at the academy
1: yeah yeah uh, exactly yeah right you're uh, damn right i know i am thank you fuck yeah being honest about it you probably got yeah. a lazy boy too uh, Hmm. i mean mm-hmm. we're just
0: we're just hating mm-hmm. not
1: participating well dude i we went to a freaking um an air not yeah an airfield where uh la county has all their helicopters walked into that motherfucker and it's a whole dark room of just rows of lazy boy recliners just rows. it was a, it was a theater they had a movie theater hmm like, dude, you got to be kidding me! This is where this is what you do for work, yeah. And, until you get a call, I mean, like, right. yeah. Granted, like, it's shitty calls, but well, there's there's uh, certain fire age, firefighting agencies where they don't sleep
0: because they just they're going call to call to call. To yes, call to call to call to call. absolutely. Uh And then, and then you, uh,
1: you you is in the, the, the cot rooms, real Bradley? Is this the real Bradley? Welcome, Bradley. No. <laughs> um, but you like police have cot rooms, right, for people mm-hmm. who got overtime and. They live far and they don't want to drive and they just want to get to sleep because they know they have to work in the morning. Right. And those are the the most disgusting, smelliest rooms, fucking piss stained, you know, uh, beds, bunk beds that just smell like shit. And you're just like, wow, this well, is what we got. And you walk into a firehouse yeah. and you're like, this is what you got. Yeah, but it, also, ducks. that's because cops aren't the like. Hurting. They're fucking dirty. Yeah. I wasn't gonna... fucking dirty. Yeah.
0: I swear. Okay. So you leave, you leave food. Um, you leave food out in the locker room. You leave equipment out in the locker room. You leave anything. You leave a flashlight. You leave batteries. It's gone. Right. Like you leave Speaking out, of which, gone. you leave a dollar bill out.
1: Nobody won't fucking it. touch it for like a year. It'll be in the same motherfucking spot for like a year. Spot. Yeah. How much do Danner's cost? How much do Danner's cost? Just, just tell me the figure you think they cost. Right, so 250 350 right? Anywhere, depending if you get the low profile or the, the tall ones, right? So my boots were $330, Then they're the six-inch ones. And my second pair, because my first pair got what? Stolen. Right. At work. Second pair. I just had my buddy check, because I'm having to go back to work in January. And I'm like, hey, man, can you just check and make sure my boots are there? And he sends me a live video, and he goes, any of these are your fucking boots? And I said, nope. And he goes, your boots aren't here. Like cool, so now I have to buy another pair of fucking Danners, so now I'm out like what seven hundred dollars, oh, a third pair, I have to buy a third pair of Danners. I've had two stolen now, two oh, I thought it was one pair stolen,
0: two stolen well,
1: well this the first week, one yeah. got stolen, the second got stolen
0: uh, by the way, apologies to those of you who uh had your like ear balls, <laughs> had, had your earballs blown out last episode, uh Nick's one of them yeah. uh chuck ran into some technical difficulties due to having to switch his studio up multiple times but uh yeah hopefully we're fixing that uh and uh yeah also there's a there's some different uh software we're using so normally we we had an automatic uh noise gate on it that would catch anybody with a hot mic and it would automatically bring the volume down but sometimes live All right. Right? it'll anyway we're live we're here we're wasting time <sighs> talking about this stuff um we decided to do we've had a couple of things that have come up uh, in the last couple of weeks that all seem to involve uh, pursuits <laughs> or driving code three. Mm-hmm. So, um the first one doesn't really, but we just thought we would have this one for, for shits and giggles. Uh, Chuck, why don't you tee it up? This is a, this was somebody's cell phone on a, on a busy Southern California freeway. So yeah. Two- so it looks like a
1: a fifty one fifty, had a manic break, manic episode, gets naked, drives on the freeway, parks their car in the middle of like uh, a four lane, five lane freeway, gets the fuck out with a loaded gun, and starts shooting at cars. And you have a a, a civilian passerby who's now stopped on the freeway, just filming, right. along with countless others who are probably just filming. Right so let's
0: just watch the video and then we'll talk about the just yeah filming thing okay how's that right, here we go mm-hmm. oh sh-t. he is here in the middle of the freeway and it's grabbing a slowdown created this huge gap and there's a blur over oh oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god uh that's a lady whoa I've heard of a desk pop freeway pop. What the f- what the f- I Yo, think she,
1: I think she's ran, ran out.
0: She ran out. She ran out? Yeah, that the gun's uh holy dude. Holy f- Okay. Um now can we watch this again real quick? Um because well thanks, Nick. You're repping uh you're repping your uh Agree. yeah ice cube would agree that if you're drinking at a pub at 10 30 wearing your war stories hat yeah today's a good day <laughs> um i'm gonna put this back up because i want to i want <laughs> to that's made. your car it's you guys oh, yeah. <laughs> <That's your car. laughs> hold on where does he say it,
1: is oh, it... he is shooting
0: okay the words is i don't know if it's a he or she i think they're saying he um and It, they identified that this person's shooting on the freeway. Right. <clears throat> Cause you hear them say they're shooting and neither one of these fuckers takes the car and runs them over. Right. Here oh. we go.
1: At this point,
0: I am now going to go, Oh, there they are. And I'm going to turn the car. Holy. And f- I'm going to run them. Oh over. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. i have my buddy. Pop yeah, and Whoa dropping the people's elbow. Bro. What the f- yeah, yeah bro, what the fuck is right. Why didn't, fuck, yeah, drop, yeah. why didn't you why didn't you did she run her ass over? Right? I mean, am I wrong? I don't know. I don't think I'm wrong. <laughs> it I <laughs> what? My buddy is on here and he's texting me. <laughs> you fucker. No, don't text your buddy. Put it in the chat. No, he's you're not answering he's texts.
1: on here. Watch right. he's texting. He's fucking yeah. you, fucker. Yeah, I so, see you now. Oh,
0: is that the Shagadelic Punk? Yeah. Okay. Um. So, I, I I can tell you this. Why didn't anybody
1: hit her? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. I I think that. A lot of the cars who can get it past, right? They're they're passing by. They're like, "What the fuck is this naked lady doing on the freeway?" Right? Because you're not just gonna run over every naked lady you see on the freeway. Because I mean, um, it happens a lot in California. over naked ladies on the freeway. Just to be fair. Um, <laughs> and but then you have a, a group of people that are sitting back watching, hearing the cracks go off, and you now know she's she's shooting. How are you gonna feel if if she shoots into a car and kills an innocent person or a kid or some shit? You know, um, no, not everyone's built for it, but. If you see mayhem happening in front of you and you can take action, why wouldn't you? Right? Fucking door check her ass, fucking hit her with the front of your car. Because at this point, it is a deadly situation. And if a good Samaritan, good guy with a freaking car, was to run her over and stop the threat, it'd be okay. You'd yeah. be fucking fine. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying run everyone over who you see on the fucking freeway. You know, try not to. Hopefully you don't see anybody on the freeway, but in in California, transients and shit will come onto the freeway so much. Um, But this is the first time I've seen one walking on the freeway, shooting a gun naked as fuck. Um, I I don't, I think this whole generation of hey, let's film and watch what happens is fucking crazy. Let's, let's do it for the likes and the views. You'll put your phone down and maybe help make it a little bit safer. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of things to unpack here,
0: but the bottom line is, is if you have a chance to end a threat like that, just end the threat. You know, like, um, mm-hmm. it, it it's yeah, it just freaking nail her and take her out. I, I, I just, yeah, you'll be fine. And I was so frustrated because they're going, "Holy shit, holy shit!" But this um, this goes to that other issue that if why are you breaking out your phone and filming it right all those people that film right. cops getting into fights all those people that film ass whoopings all dude um i don't get it
1: yeah i don't understand i, I it's just like i gotta do this because this is gonna be great content like that should be social media and has created this 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 beast of a a vile beast of i gotta do it for the likes i gotta do it for the shares i gotta do it for the followers the content at, at this point like if it's life and death stuff fuck the content that's a human being there's humans on that freeway getting shot at right now and who knows if she hit anyone there's two cars parked on the fucking side of the road yeah Stop. I don't know they, they, they could be down those people yeah. could be injured right um and now you're just sitting back watching the mayhem and carnage just happen in front of you. It's like the same thing when those people were filming that crazy dude running around a fucking um, uh, a swing set playground, with a bunch of kids, and he's stabbing he's stabbing children. I think he was like in France or some shit, and they're just watching and filming and screaming and running around. And then you finally see a crazy uh, a mom who just goes nuts and chases him because her instincts came out, and she's like, "No, is my fucking kids? Like, get away." Right. Yet you have people filming this whole thing go down. How crazy is that? You know. Granted, it is France, and they don't have guns and shit like that. You know, whatever. But fucking, why don't you put your phone down and call nine one one? I mean, instead uh, of filming. Yeah, there's so much to that that pissed me off because it's yeah this it's it's generational now. It's like this weird fucking yeah, like I don't know. Help
0: out. Don't be a like. I guess I don't. Maybe it's lost on me I, I i always thought that you were supposed to do your civic duty like the posse right. comitatus right they can look at you and go hey you're coming with me we're going to get you the bad guy right like right like, I, I guess growing up i was always like oh does that really happen when when can that shit happen to me
1: uh, right you know i mean you, would your dad tell you when you were growing up if you saw a cop on the side of the road fighting what did he tell you to do I mean, I know what mine told me. I didn't he know really it.
0: Tell me to do anything. I he was. It was always just understood. Like if you saw somebody, a cop fighting for his life, you would just help, right? It, there was no yeah. like, there was no question about it because they didn't have a phone. There was no Rodney King to get out and videotape. Like it, you just, you just helped.
1: Yeah, I was always told, yell blue, blue, blue as much as you can, running up to let them know you're friendly and help that cop fucking subdue that person. If he's getting his ass beat, you know, because a lot of these cops are all one man cars and, right. you know, and the cops shouldn't have to fight fair, right? Sorry, it's not, it's not unin, how we do up, things.
0: invited guest on our live stream.
1: <laughs>
0: so, yeah, no right. I think I have to put a lock on my studio door now <laughs> or an on air sign. Now that we go live, I used to be able to edit <laughs> this shit out and now I can't edit this shit out. Right. So, my apologies. Um, anyway, so that was the first one. Um, Now, it wasn't really Code 3, but it was involving vehicles. And so we wanted to include that because, honestly, are you guys, um, let's say, firefighters out there. I know firefighters that get shot at responding to calls, right? It's how people will shoot at firefighters responding to calls is mind-boggling to me. Like, it's... It was the moral right thing to do, Shagadelic. You're right. It wasn't something you had to teach, right? And that's what I'm talking about. Like, you you just did it. But I know firefighters that have gotten shot at, and I'm gonna tell you, if I'm driving that big red truck and somebody shoots at me, they, I'm, they're, they're gonna be a speed bump. It's, it's gonna be less than running over a charged fire hose, right? Right. Um, those charged fire hoses will put up more of a fuss than a meat sack will. Um, and that's just. That's just real talk. You're going to get dealt with, because deadly force is deadly force is deadly force, right? Whether it's a a fifty grain bullet or a four thousand pound automobile, or you know whatever it is, if you got a smoke, if it's a brick, it's a brick. You know, a quick story. I don't know if I've told this one on the show, Chuck. You can tell me if you've heard me say this one, but okay, we had an older cop sergeant. Who came up in the era where vests were not mandatory? Did I tell you this one? And he's in a fight, Let's and the suspect's maybe. on top of him, fighting him. And the backup officer shows up, and she goes to center punch this guy right in the back with her 38. And he's laying on top of this sergeant, kicking his ass. And she's right. just about to center punch him right through the back, contact shot. And the, the cop blower, this old salty sergeant goes, Wait, wait, no, don't shoot him. I'm not wearing a vest. And he was, he was worried Ooh. about overpenetration from the suspect into him. So she didn't shoot right. him and they ended up fighting him and taking him into custody. And I thought, why did you take him into custody? Deadly force is still deadly force, right? Didn't you, what, could you have butt stroked him over the skull and knocked him unconscious? Could you have grabbed a brick and hit him in the temple? Could you have right. taken a fricking spider co and shoved it in his earball? Yeah. Yeah. Are those things like nice and fun and happy to think about?
1: No, but yeah, it's crazy, you know it's like if you're gonna fight and someone's going for your gun and um it's a fight for your life, and you take your your knife out and you lay waste and you stab'. Them, is it technically like we don't really have most agencies don't really have policies regarding your your fucking knife, right? but if it's uh, like a death situation, situation. <laughs> I don't think ours ours does so, so um, here
0: here was our policy
1: that you had your knife had to be legal
0: and yeah i mean there's that policies yeah yeah i say that because i knew coppers that carried a double-edged gerber dagger in their boot under their uniform pant leg Mm -hmm. now um there is a concealed weapons exemption in the penal code for cops to carry firearms Mm -hmm. everybody thinks in california cops are given concealed weapons permits as cops that's not the case the way it works is by legal definition it's not that they give you a concealed weapons permit it's that by being a police officer in good standing under section 832 of the penal code you are permitted to carry a concealed weapon you are exempt from the law right right? it's not a permit it's not permission it's saying the law doesn't apply to you okay
1: right
0: but there is no such distinction for the 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 penal code section that says you can't carry a concealed dirk or dagger and a double bladed Gerber boot knife under your pant leg is by definition a concealed dirk or dagger and you're technically in violation of a California weapons statute. Right. Now, are you gonna get arrested for it? Probably not.
1: But it's and a real mean- good way
0: to turn a good deadly force incident into a bad deadly force incident.
1: Right. Because and if carrying- you just take out, I'll go for it. No, I was just saying
0: you're carrying an illegal. You're carrying a weapon illegally, yeah, and yeah. if the department wants to wipe their hands of you and say, "Fuck him," he was out of policy. Whoop, and they do the, the you know the blackjack dealer. Hey, look, dogs! I don't have any more treats in my hands. You're done. You're done.
1: Right now, if you're carrying a, a knife legally, you know that is for your city or state that you live in. Um, we, we make sure that the st- state or city that you live in. Is the same as the state or as the city because a lot of city ordinances will have their own uh, policy on what to, to conceal. Like LA is a three and a half inch knife. The state of California, I believe, is four um, that you can have. So if you're working for the for for a city like that, then you should probably have a three inch, three and a half inch blade, right? That folds. Um, and if you use that in a fight and you stab someone because he's going for your gun. And you can articulate the reason why you broke policy and you used a knife to stab him instead of going for your backup or something else. And it was the only other option you could do. You'd be fine. However, there is this caveat that, you know, the whole when the whole George Floyd thing happened, when there was the uh, moratorium on um, on uh, rear naked chokes. And it went across sweeping across the whole 50 states, the whole nation. Right. No more. No more chokeholds. Doesn't matter if it's deadly force or not. And I actually asked this question. I said, okay, what if someone is, is going for um, my gun? I'm in a fight and I, and I choke him out. I get in trouble. Yeah. What if they're going for my partner and they're killing my partner and I can't in good conscience come up and contact shot him because I'm worried about shooting my partner. And mm-hmm. I just, the only, the best way to do it is just put this person to rear naked and knock him unconscious, right? Am I going to be out of a job? They're like, yeah, well, your partner will be alive. Like yeah. you're going to be out of a job and i'm like good to fucking know so there are things like that so you got to be you got to be careful and you got to watch out for things like that and know really know your agency and know your policies and, and know what they can screw you on and what they can't but right if it's yeah. your life on the line or your partner think about that first right so for example
0: chuck's thing with the four inches right i mean i know chuck knows a lot about four inches but <laughs> <laughs> um yeah apparently because i have a six inch boot (laughs) so here's the deal uh you you actually can carry a knife longer than four inches in california but what chuck's referring to is municipal municipal statutes the only the only actual law in california that prohibits carrying a knife over four inches is um if it's if it's over four inches and is capable or is, or is a fixed blade that's capable of readily stabbing and it's concealed upon your person you cannot carry that in state or local public buildings or uh meetings and places like airports and passenger terminals and stuff like that right so you so there's certain restrictions that you have to know right and mm-hmm. then there's certain yep. muni codes there la um i think has a muni code the state of california has a muni code on blade or has a has a penal code on blade length for switch blades you can have a switch blade but It can't be longer than two inches. Hey, Mike, welcome. Yeah. Um, So knowing those laws, don't put yourself out of policy, right? Don't turn a good deadly force incident into a bad deadly force incident by being out of policy with your your gear. Our policy said that you had to actually engrave either your serial number or your badge number on the blade. Mm, I don't know that, yeah. And the reason behind it, for those of you who could figure it out. Is so that knives can't be used as a throwdown. Right. 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 So, right. by engraving, by requiring you to carry a knife with your name uh, or whatever in blade, in, in, you know, engraved on the blade, it avoids right. shooting somebody and then dropping the knife and, and dropping your own knife and going, Hey, you've got a fucking knife. So, I shot him.
1: Now, I mean, with your prints all over it.
0: <laughs> um, so, that brings up a funny story. And I'm not saying who this happened to but i am saying i was there when it happened uh chief comes into uh a, the report writing room and uh is meeting he had to come in for something late and it was, so it was like 10 30 graveyard shifts in there he never gets to hang with the graveyard guys chief's cool as shit chief comes into report writing room and goes you know basically what's up gentlemen And he sits there and starts to bullshit with all the guys in the reporting room like four coppers in their writing reports and the chief and uh He's carrying a, a HK squeeze cocker. Right. And uh he weird start all the cops start talking about guns. And he starts talking about backup guns and asking how many people are carrying backup guns and what they're carrying. And so it goes around the room. It gets to this one copper who shall remain nameless, but this copper's dad was also a cop. And he says, I carry my dad's backup gun. So he gave it to me. It's an heirloom piece. And so to keep. Up tradition, I carry my dad's backup gun. And uh everybody had shown off their piece, and so this guy pulls out his, his backup gun out of his ankle, and it's this old worn chief special that his dad got when he came on the department way back in the day.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: uh Chief's like, that's cool, heirloom piece, you know, love the history, love all that stuff. And uh <laughs> then he goes, Wait, you got it from your dad? Yeah, and what year did he come on the department? Oh, it was, it was early 70s no huh? where'd he get the gun from, from, through the police department hmm mm-hmm. you know he ever registered it <laughs> uh yeah, and then nope. it, it dawned on everybody in that room that when he bought it he probably was not required by law nope to register, yeah. right and so then the 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 uh the next sentence that came out of the chief's mouth was hilarious. He goes, "You know what? Let's not even discuss that. Let's just agree that you're going to go get a brand new backup gun and put your dad's gun in like a like a case as a collector's item somewhere, yeah. And not carry it on duty ever from this day forward. Is that Can we all Unless you register it? <laughs> well, no. I mean, it, I'm sure it was registered. You know, he said, oh, I don't, well, I'm sure it was. I'm sure that officer registered it as appropriately as what he was supposed to. Right. I, I have no idea. But my point is, is that it was kind of one of those, you know, in some circles that could be considered a throw down.
1: <laughs> oh, for sure. Cause it's unregistered. Un- 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 it doesn't have any trace to it. Right. And no. so the same thing happened
0: is the it, it, same thing could happen with a knife. So don't turn a good deadly force situation into a bad deadly situation. Yeah. Uh, Now, here's a quick one. So as we get back to deadly force uh, and using your car as deadly force, let's add, right, don't use deadly force with your vehicle against your partners. Here we go.
1: The ground was not seriously injured.
0: Oh, we have to back this up. Here we go. Uh, So apparently we were already at at the end of it. We're still learning how to play these games.
1: The sirens, the screech of tires, and then the moment of impact. It's hard to believe that the LAPD officer slammed by a car thrown through the air, tumbling across the ground, was not seriously oh, okay. slammed by a car thrown. It's hard to believe the it's LAPD so officer slammed by a car. Screech of tires.
0: The officer is turning in his running code. This is his VIX. He's turning a corner and he there's an officer in foot pursuit crossing the street up a driveway in front of his patrol car and it's this officer running in front of him is probably about what do you say 30 feet in front of him three car two two car lengths
1: yeah about two two car lengths
0: okay so you got a two second gap there two second reactionary gap which is not enough but he's not this officer's not going too too fast but he is going pretty fast and Mm -hmm. now as he rounds the corner the foot pursuit officer doesn't he just barely sees him out of the corner of his eye and gets nailed by the driver front driver's corner bumper and then goes like seriously uh, lucky there's a puddle of water and he goes it looks like someone
1: hit a fire extinguisher too or not a fire uh a a fucking uh fire hydrant hydrant. yeah yeah
0: and um yeah so Mike wants to know how did he how did he fuck that up? Um,
1: and Tunnel vision.
0: Yeah, plain that's, and simple. That's that's, that's plain and simple, right? Like he was so hyper focused on the pursuit.
1: It's probably yeah. It's probably it's right. backup.
0: I mean, there there's plenty. It, it looks like there's plenty of cops there.
1: Yeah, you it's probably the if a pursuit backup, and everyone's going crazy, and they're coming up, and they're not really looking left and right and clearing as they're coming around the corners. Um, and they don't see this vehicle right here. They don't see yeah. the driver, doesn't see him, his jet. And you hear the partner officer too late go, Watch out, watch out, watch out, because he probably has a little bit of tunnel vision too. It's his job to break the tunnel vision of the driver. Right. Hey, look to your left, clear the left. You know, hey, slow down, pump the brakes a little bit. We're getting close, you know, because you're not going to do yourself any favors if you overdrive in a residential neighborhood coming close to where the officer help call is or the backup call is or the foot pursuit you know, where, where it's kind of going, you know, you gotta be watching because there's people running left and right, you know, cars going to be rolling code. And, um, I've seen it personally, something like this happened it was similar like this. I saw uh, my buddy get center punched by a fucking vehicle because he didn't clear his left and it was late at night and there was a backup call and help call for officers. And he, uh, comes across the, the, the intersection. It was a T and get center punched. I'm, I watch it. I'm like, Oh fuck. At that point, I can no longer help the officers that are fighting. I have to go and render aid You've to him yourself out of it. I yeah. You just took right. yourself out. And this same thing happens here. You're overdriving. Got tunnel vision it happens to the best of us, but your partner should be, you know, doing a really good job. It's like one of the hardest jobs you have to do with your partner is constantly be checking him. Like, Hey, slow down. Hey, watch your speed. Hey, watch the road. Hey, we have cars up here. Watch right. out for officers. and, so everyone's hyper-focused on, hey, we got to get there, we got to help, we got to get there fast. But you got to slow down, you know, and, and get to get there.
0: Right. Now I'm going to show you guys a picture. Um, for those of you that know the agency I worked for, this picture that I'm about to show you came from an agency just to the south of where I lived. So it was about an hour south of where I worked and about 25, 30 minutes south of where I lived. Uh, as I show you this picture, I'm going to tell you, I met the officer that was involved. He survived and is no longer a cop, okay? But when you look at this picture, I also want to tell you that what happened in this car and the fact that the cop survived caused the Los Angeles Police Department, Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, Department of Transportation, NHTSA, and Ford to come out. And examine the car and figure out how in the fuck this cop survived.
1: The only okay? thing they're missing is a
0: CHP skid team. <laughs> I mean, they probably were there too.
1: Wouldn't Jesus, surprise. that's a lot. You ready? Yeah. I know Ooh, that. Shit, dude. And he survived? Yeah. yeah.
0: So Did he get ejected? Sur- no. See how they had to pry the door backwards to get him out? Oh, I thought it just fucking
1: blew open, dude! Holy shit!
0: He's so, lucky, yeah, very lucky. Um, so this copper, God dang. was rolling code to a call. To it was a, and here's the thing: it was a late night Berg call, like an a, an alarm, right? And as he's rolling in the rain, he's going too hot, and he hit a pole actually it was a tree um Oof. and you can even see if you look you can see debris from the tree still embedded yeah. in the car the tree god, wins dang. every time right you have to understand something the tree's gonna win every time even if you even if you right. fuck that tree up pretty good the tree still wins right yeah and if you're wondering how he's alive he's alive by the grace of god uh he broke his leg in five places and is wow. never
1: going to be a cop again. you probably can't yeah. walk really well. Going to be a cop like again. at all? Wow, that's crazy. <clears throat> that's that's wild. And you know, honestly, it can happen to the best of us. I was running Code Three by myself. I was working by myself one day, just handling report calls. And a foot pursuit comes out, and I'm right down the street. And I'm like, "Oh fuck yeah!" <clears throat> and I'm about to go get involved. So I start beating feet. And the only thing I have to do is is go north and I'm going to intersect it. Bam, right there. I'm like literally a block and a half down. So I start going and I'm not paying attention to my speed. And I see the traffic uh, is stopped at a red light. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then I start to slow down and I'm like, I'm going way too fucking fast. And I'm not going to be able to stop. So what I do, and I was able to break myself out of the tunnel vision. I'm like, fuck, I'm about to plow all these cars. And if that, if I wouldn't have made an evasive action right then and there, I probably would have fucking killed myself mm-hmm. and the car and the people in the front of me, so I ended up uh recognizing that screeching and almost locking up my brakes, came off of the brakes, hit the accelerator, and turned my wheels real quick, and I jumped a fucking median boom mm-hmm. in a patrol car, and I was like, holy f-. now the median was like a fucking eight inch off the ground <laughs> wasn't like even a foot. it was just like a small one that kind of separates the lanes. And I popped that bitch, and next thing I know, I'm right in the foot pursuit. (laughs) Yeah. I got there just in the nick of time, entered into the foot pursuit, and shortly thereafter, suspect was caught. Vehicle, not a scratch on it, wasn't fucking harmed at all. And we were good to go. But that could have ended badly. And if I wasn't able to break that tunnel vision, I wouldn't be here. So it's like you gotta kinda like weigh your options, man. Yeah, this is what you did. he <laughs> Dukes a Hazard in that shit. I fucking yeah, that was wild. Now, but yeah. it happens. Like, how many times have you been in a pursuit and you go to hit the brakes and you don't have brakes because you've been hitting them so hard that your brakes are actually red and they stop working? Oh yeah, like, brake fade. Yeah, that happens a lot, and you got to be careful of. It. You got to be cognizant of it, so don't overdrive, and you know that way your brakes work when you need them to work. And uh, don't uh, try to break tunnel vision.
0: Break Watch out for brain fade, because the more excited you get,
1: mm-hmm. the
0: more your brain does not work. Right. Right. Um, I can Absolutely. tell you that I saw a pursuit intervention technique on the suspect, very similar to what happened to that cop. <laughs> um, And it was it was unavoidable. The suspect was on foot. Cops driving in. Suspect comes around a corner. Cops coming up that corner and he just. boom. And the guy, you know, went down did a couple of flips pop back up because they're cockroaches copper gets out used to be a football player just freaking went full tackle mode on him and and popped out the car and and got him but that Mm -hmm. that was lucky because had that suspect been caught under his wheel or his tire and he'd have run him over and killed him that shit i mean He'd have taken a bath on it, right? There's he. I don't. I don't know there w- that there would have been any justification like, "Oh fuck, I didn't see him." Um, and and so you you got to be responsible. I'll tell you another quick story. I think I may have mentioned. I have a buddy. He's retired now. He was driving to jail, and he wasn't driving like an asshole, right? He was just driving to jail, and he was trying to get there and get done. And uh, as he goes to jail, he sees it's, he was overdriving his headlights right and, and if you guys don't know what overdriving your headlights is mm-hmm. anybody who's taken a good motorcycle class will know what overriding a headlight is but mm-hmm. a lot of people don't talk about it in cars it's where you're going in pitch black with only your headlights to guide you at a speed where the headlights don't throw far enough to where you, for you to react to things that pop up in right. Your headlights, right mm-hmm. so what they're saying is is if you're going 80 and the only light you have to see by is your headlights you're overriding your headlights or overdriving your headlights because you cannot react at 80 miles an hour fast enough for something to pop up in your headlights and you to do something safe. Right. Right. So that's that kind of concept. Well, he was driving to jail and he was, it was pitch black and he was overdriving his headlights and he wasn't even going 80. He was just going freeway speed. It just happened to be a black pitch black area. And this object looms in the middle of the road and boom, boom right over it. And he goes, oh, fuck, because he realizes it was a person. Oh, shit. And he gets out of his patrol car and he goes back. This guy had been run over three or four times before he ran over him.
1: Well, that's that's a good thing. Yes. (laughs) But also a bad
0: thing. (laughs) Right. So what happened was jail policy Uh, changed about releasing people during hours of darkness and letting them walk away from the jail after that. He had been released from jail and was walking the road away from the jail. In the pitch black and some motorist in the middle of the night hit him, knocked him into traffic or he was crossing traffic and got hit and then subsequently got ran over like four more times. So the first car that hit him is what killed him or incapacitated him. And then subsequent cars were just using him as a as a speed bump at that point. And just to add, yes, they did catch the person who originally did it because she took her car in to the mechanic shop and tried to claim that she hit a deer. Only the mechanics were smart enough to recognize that the hair in her radiator was not deer fur, but human scalp. And so they called the highway patrol highway patrol came out and then knew about this dude that had been killed in the middle of the roadway the other night and put two and two together and were able to nail her for being the one that had run over him and driven away. Uh, But that's, that's, that's not even code three. That's just driving beyond what your headlights can see. Uh, so now as we
1: uh, but real quick, yeah, that's not the only thing you can overdrive. Yeah. You Hold
0: on. Yeah. You can overdrive a lot of things. So the last, the, the, the next video we're going to do, um, is, <laughs> uh, it's, it's, this one's kind of funny. It got, uh, it got attributed originally to LAPD, but it was just in the Southern California area. So it was not lapd uh i believe it was in the city of corona um at, like the beer and what happened was is that uh this motorist here we go had decided to flee from the police in a I, I think a stolen truck um maybe not in a yeah maybe not stolen but uh the truck is definitely um truck is definitely hot and he's definitely keen to get away from the police but he, he's right. you know one of those like work trucks like a panel truck right so think of like a paramedic truck with all the boxes the plumber's truck right plumber's truck right
1: the worst thing to run away in
0: so i'm gonna i'm gonna share this um but I'll, and then i'll start it and it, it's on youtube and we're going to be joining the pursuit already in progress all Right. so here you go There's your white truck. And this one just baffles me as we get through it uh, because he's. Is there I, sound? On the 91 through 8. Yeah, you're not hearing it? No. It's here. Mm-mm. It's weird how you don't have sound. But regardless, Where? you can see this guy's running from the police he's and he's he's as he's driving he decides they're they're trying to pit him right so he backs into the cop right there and it like, yeah, here yeah so here's he comes around this corner i'll show you where he backs into the cop cop's catching up and he gets to this intersection he slows down and cops come right up on him as he goes through the intersection and then for no reason he stops and he backs up and backs into the police that are chasing him. And just now they're going, oh, now, now, all the TV. I hate TV newscasters in pursuits, dude. They are the worst. Backing up into him. For those of you that can't see it that are just listening to this. Uh, <laughs> now he keeps going. And then randomly. He, I think he knows it's the end of the road and he's trying to get away. That's why he's trying to back. They try to pit him because he's in this bad spot where they think they can box him in. So now they, they box him in and he starts to back his truck up, pushing the patrol car behind him out of the way. I think he gets hung up on the bumper or something with the lift gate finally pulls himself loose, and then boom drives in between these two trees.
1: Yeah. The funny thing was, is that when, 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 uh, I was watching this pursuit happen, huh. they're like, Oh, now he's stuck. Oh, the cops are going to move in. Oh, right, so you see a cop. <laughs> let's we'll see.
0: <laughs> Dude, I, I don't horrible. know how to explain this. Maybe one of you guys can explain it. Uh, you just see, guess, so yeah. he's stuck. There's an officer on a the foot. There's a guy unit 74. He's trying to back out. He's, he's got himself stuck. Unit 74 is now doing a 75 million point Austin powers turn. Uh Uh-huh. Right. And he's not even stuck in the trees. I think he's stuck on the curb. There we go. Boom. Dude doesn't even hit the truck. Hits the tree. And the guy realizes I can't back up, but I can go forward and just drives forward. And then through fence, through fence (laughs) down onto the freeway. Under the overpass, the wrong way in. Oh, he's on the freeway. (laughs)
1: Look at it! He's fucking like
0: dragging ladders. (laughs) I think he dropped his transmission at this point. Like his the the truck is just smoking, uh, and and everybody's trying to get out of his way. It's just a shit show. Um, I'm not sure what that cop was trying to do when fucking trying to box him in. I guess but he didn't try to he didn't go around him and block him in on the front he rammed the tree do you do you think maybe he was trying to thread the needle between the trees to get around to the front of him and he just fucked no, up? i think was, i
1: think he what he was trying to do is he was trying to hit him and the uh the passenger side um and wedge him against the tree so he could stop moving you think so against the other tree but he undershot and just center punched the fucking tree
0: yeah. My favorite is the fact that now I think he was the, trying to blo- like lock yeah, him in. he just stops and waits. Like, he's like, eh. So, this is like, I mean, we all know pursuit driving is some of the most dangerous driving you can do, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's just a fact. And we've shown you plenty of examples of that tonight where, I mean, come on, dude. Like,
1: you're, just be safe. You got to arrive alive. <laughs> yeah. And know your agency's policy too, because most agencies do not have a ramming policy. They do not have a blocking in policy. They only have a pit or spike strip policy. And a lot of agencies, you don't even have a pit policy because you're not trained in it and your vehicles aren't set up for it. Um, and you know, things like that, you know, yeah. so yeah. know your policy, because if you don't have that policy and you ram this dude, cause you want to end it, you're going to get in trouble. Yeah. Now you're gonna get in trouble because you just destroyed your cop car. Yes.
0: And uh I Good don't know job. about you, I don't know about your agencies, but um <laughs> like there's a lot of agencies down there. If you if you ding a car, it's a day minimum, period. End of story. Automatic, right? They take it so seriously, you ding a car, you're getting a day. Suspended. I almost period. set
1: my car on fire. Wait, what? Yeah.
0: Okay. Now I thought you're... I was going to
1: burn it to the ground. What happened? I crossed the polarities getting a jump on your police car? Yeah. Who set the jumper cables up? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm proud of you. In the middle of the night, I was just oh. fucking uh it was it was it was nighttime. There was street lamps overhead, um and I was looking down and I was like, "Oh, that that's red, red to red." And I'm mean, even talking to myself. Black to black. And then I go over here, red to red, black to black, but You're I somehow man. switched them <laughs> on, on, on mine and fucking the moment I hooked it up and I was like, Oh, you got juice it, give it, you know, get some freaking jump it, whatever. And next thing mm-hmm. I know. They're like, "Uh, something's wrong. Something's wrong. And I look back and it's smoking. And I'm like, oh, shit. Plastic is dripping off of the jumper cables. And now the jumper cables are now melting into the front of the vehicle. And I'm like, oh, my God, fuck. What do I do? And so I take my baton out and I'm like, I'm going to fucking hit it. And they're like, dude, that's metal. I'm like, it's got a rubber grip. I fucking I don't know what else to do. I I can't burn my cop, my cop car to the ground. So I smacked it. And I was like, I hope this doesn't shock me. And I smacked it and uh, it popped off. And it stopped, and I was able to let it cool down and pry everything off and uh, pull all the plastic that just got melted into the bumper yeah. into the front of the grill.
0: Yeah, Sam, off. you're right. Chuck almost needed the lazy boy napper squad to come out and
1: dude, it was yeah. bad. And I was like, fuck What do I do? And I had to, I had to come clean. I told my agency, I said, Hey, man, this is what happened. I wrote an employee report form that documented the incident. I had to take photos, I had to walk it over to the, uh, the, the mechanics and be like, Hey, i'm an idiot this is what happened you just check it out now granted here's the fucking caveat to silver lining the car is was having problems with constantly turning off and like doing some weird shit with like i don't know if it was with the alternator or the starter or whatever the fuck i'm not a mechanic but it was always having problems where we just die and i was like weird ever since then never happened again i fixed it by my fuck up i fixed whatever was wrong with that vehicle because it never had a problem um, where you would just, you know, turn off everything and you get back in and, you know, it would start right up before it would just die. And I got in trouble. I didn't take days, but I did get in trouble a little bit in the form of, I got fucking hazed for the next mm, two months. Hey, every roll call. Haze. well, it's a good way. It's, it's, yeah, it's camaraderie. It. I got ribbed every yeah. fucking roll call and had to give roll call training on how to properly set jumper cables and then i had to show my jumper cables all torched every I mean, fucking roll call yeah every fucking roll call yeah for a while yeah yeah probably one of my lesson. Last... Really? it was all good and fun and games like yeah but it could have ended worse
0: now there have been incidents where guys have had to endure that kind of uh uh you know hazing or fuck- fucking with there's sometimes where the department does it in circumstances where they shouldn't. Um, But, you know, we can talk about that at a later date. Uh, There have been cops whose lives have been destroyed, especially uh, there's a particular LAPD cop that back in the sixties had to go to all, um, all the roll call trainings and explain how he had fucked up and gotten his partner killed. And. Oh shit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a famous incident called the, if you ever read the book called uh The Onion Field. It was two police officers. It's written by Joseph wamba It's an it's a novel based on the actual events of two police officers that stopped a stolen car suspect in Hollywood. I've actually been to the exact spot where they stopped the car, stopped this car. Uh the suspects got the drop on the patrol car, cops, took one of them hostage, right? So they took this young cop hostage Ow. and told his partner, give up your gun. Or we're shooting your partner. So he gave up his gun to try and save his partner's no, life. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. Because Whoa. that back then, that you you made a judgment call, right? It was up to the officer. If you thought you could save your partner's life by putting your gun down and letting those guys get away, that's what he was trying to do. Well, they subsequently took both of them hostage kidnapped them both and drove them out to an onion field in bakersfield california which is if you don't know Mm. la that's like a couple hours north of la right oh southland
1: did an adaptation of this okay so they get
0: these two guys to bakersfield yeah i remember they did they get these two guys to Mm -hmm. bakersfield and uh they execute one of the officers in front of the other and the as they're getting ready to execute the other one they're they they turn their attention to f- execute the first one they lose sight of the second one in this dark onion field he escapes hides out in the onion field he's able to get away on foot he's able to get to a farmer and some migrant workers they help him get to a phone they drive him back to la and get him back to the lapd alive and safe his partner is dead subsequent to that yeah. LAPD developed a policy that said thou shalt not ever give up your duty weapon because your partner is held hostage. Yeah. And then they made him go to every roll call and tell the story from the perspective of don't be like me. Don't get your partner killed. Don't give up your gun. And they made him relive that story over and over and over at every roll call (laughs) to try and make an example out of him. And right if, if we're being fair back then we probably didn't know as much about psychology and trauma and know that basically they thought they, they, it was the best that for some people it's probably well intentioned for others they were probably like fuck that guy he needs to he needs to feel that in shame and embarrassment he needs to learn right right there's still an element right of it. uh but right. what ended up happening is it drove him nuts he quit the department became a kleptomaniac and drank himself to death oh so, shit yeah so uh, read the Onion Field by Joseph Wambaugh if you want to hear the true story of that incident. But um, wow. you, you guys, just you gotta know what you can and can't do. So the reason we were late on this episode, um, besides my hunting trip and uh, and everything you guys know from if you've listened to Locker Room, so we had two days that were completely blacked out, um, and then Matt had a day that was completely blacked out for Locker Room uh so we were going to record a <coughs> and unfortunately um some stuff happened uh in the last 24 hours locally that kind of set things on its head uh the right. post falls police department this this is how we're getting into our dedication um so i will start by sharing this photo how's that um because we should start by paying tribute to this hero absolutely uh so i wanna i wanna give you guys this information uh this is a post falls police department officer who was uh, who died in the line of duty uh yesterday right and uh he basically was found unresponsive in his police car uh, his police car so the the narrative the post press release reads post post falls police confirmed that one of their officers died while on duty sunday 36 year old officer nicholas mcdaniel failed to respond to a status check from post falls communication center after completing a call for service when officers arrived at, uh, at his last known location they found him slumped over the wheel of his police vehicle officers started cpr until Kootenay County Fire Rescue took him to Kootenai Medical Center, where he was pronounced dead. Uh, They did an autopsy, and the cause of death for this 36-year-old is a massive heart attack. Right. Officer McDaniels had worked for the Post Falls Police Department for a little under a year and had spent the prior 13 years as a police officer in Hawaii. The mayor of the city said, We are proud of the time that Officer McDaniel gave serving our citizens and fellow colleagues at the city of Post Falls. There are no words that can make this loss easier to bear for Officer McDaniel's family and for our colleagues. As a city, we mourn Officer McDaniel's death deeply, and our thoughts and prayers are with his friends, family, and colleagues. He leaves behind a fiance and children. Uh, So, for those of you that listen to this show, um he worked for the agency that john lateraled to when john moved to Idaho. Right. john no longer works for this agency uh, and we'll we'll have another episode about that john has moved on to a, a bigger agency uh for right. a better pay and more opportunity fine great good for him good luck um we're happy for him but he said this dude was so good that when he left this, this police department he went to him and said, "Dude, you should come with me. it's going to be great. you love it." And unfortunately, this guy was like, "Yeah, man, I'm good. I'm good where I'm at. You know, I just like working for this community and blah 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 blah." That was like three three or four weeks ago, right and unfortunately, now he is no longer with us from a massive heart attack. Um, he served his community and he died just after a call for service. We can speculate as to why, but the bottom line is is this is not the time for speculation when we are in the first few hours of losing a brother officer. The other part to this that is connected to this show is um someone also connected to John who has been a guest on this show and who is a friend of the show um was also works for this agency and was one of the first people to respond to the scene. Um so without without putting him on the spot or throwing him under the bus or or I just want to tell him we know who he is. We I've reached out to him personally. Yep. Um and we're all there for him because uh coming up on your partner like this no. is not something any of us ever want to do. I had no. th- I had um I can tell you exactly how much I had. I had 17 weeks on the job. Uh, when one of my FTOs and mentors crashed a motorcycle and almost died, uh, but w- had no pulse for a while and watched as one of my other FTOs did CPR on him in the middle of the street. Um, and it, it, it's it fucked us all up, especially the guy who did CPR on him. Uh he got a life-saving medal for it because he did revive him and the, the guy survived. He was never the same again and was unable to be a cop anymore after that. Um, but I can tell you right now, that life-saving medal that my buddy got means nothing to him. It, uh, he, he would much rather have never have had to perform CPR on his partner. Right. And would much rather have that officer still working for that department. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I don't I don't know what else to add to that, Chuck.
1: Um, I'll add this. There's a silent killer out there that kills more law enforcement officers, more military, and more firefighters than we care to admit. And it is cardiac arrest, high blood pressure, stuff like that. Your heart. Keep that shit in check. Get yourself a blood pressure cuff. Monitor it. Get a cardiologist who you see regularly. Don't wait until you're 40, 50 years old. You know, I'm retired. I'm going to get a cardiologist. No, 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 no. In this profession, as first responders, get a cardiologist at the age of 30. You're going to need it. And the chances are you're going to have high blood pressure. So you need to get it checked and keep it in check. Because if you do, you can have a longer life expectancy. Okay. Now, I don't know this gentleman. It's it's tragedy what happened. It's horrible. It's horrible but this should hit home to everybody who's a first responder because it can happen to any one of us. Right. And I I have to to roll.
0: When I got home today, I talked to my wife and she was like, man, such a fluke. You know, it just happens. And I said, no, you know what? This messes with me and all my buddies more than if he'd had been shot and killed in the line of duty. And she goes, what? And I said, absolutely. She goes, how so? And I said, we signed up for the shot and killed in the line of duty part. We signed up. To go and be the tip of the spear, but no one expects to clear a routine call and stroke out in their patrol car for no reason other than right. it was their time. And at 36 years old, it's not
1: your time ever. Um, no, that's young. That's yeah. young. That's that's a year older than than myself. Yeah. And so, and I have a cardiologist who I see fucking regularly. Okay. You got to be prepared guys. And, and it, you don't want to have that fucking, that cardiac event and be behind the eight ball and you want to be ahead of it. You, you really do. And you don't want your partners having to come up and see that and having to work on you. Cause it, it it's going to fuck with them and it's going to, it's going to really fuck with them. And we both reached out, you know, uh, to our brother officer who was involved and made sure he was okay because, you know having to see that and having to go through that that is traumatic as shit and it's i feel for everyone involved i really feel for his family because chances are he probably didn't even know and now it just comes out of the blue and man it's 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 so so sad so
0: So, officer nick mcdaniel's or nick mcdaniel rest easy brother we've got it from here um and it all it's it, it's always hard but it's even harder when uh either you know the person or you know the people that know the person because right it's just you don't want to see your buddies in pain so 100% um, yeah so rest easy brother we got it from here uh well i think that about covers it for this week yep. i'm glad you guys all joined yes. us um yeah yeah and sam i don't i don't know um it it's it's i mean it's literally it's probably we're hitting the just over 24 hour mark um yeah it's pretty it's, it's, not pretty, up. it's pretty sad and uh yeah. yeah prayers to the family um it, it thank you it is, yeah yeah so uh rest easy brother we've got it from here uh we always end on a downer note because we have to and we want to pay tribute uh, and we don't exactly. normally do it on debriefs we usually just do it when we have guests but um because of the situation and why we had to postpone for doing this debrief uh we wanted to add that to the end of our episode sorry all right. all right uh well chuck what do you uh what do you want to tell? I just say
1: i'm supposed to say everyone hey thank you for, for listening it's gonna be quick my kids are coming through the door and it's about to get loud as shit so please follow us like and share our content go to youtube hit that follow button hit that bell notification hit all that Fancy mumbo jumbo BS. Uh follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Facebook. Our Instagram is at war underscore stories underscore official. And our Facebook is at war stories podcast. Like and share our post. Follow us. Give us a like there. Um, you can also support us via our website, www.warstoriesofficial.com. Grab some of our merch. If you think you have a story you want to share or you want to come on the show, go to booking.warstories at gmail.com. Again, that is booking.warstories at gmail.com. Send me your stuff. I can get you booked. If you have a friend who you think would be a great fit, let them know about us. Give them our info, and uh, we're always looking for law enforcement, corrections, fire dispatchers, medics, uh, veterans, military, active duty. If you have a story you want to share, mm-hmm. let us know. Yep. Thank you. And then you can always send us.
0: Uh, you can always send us stuff for our midweek show, uh, our other live show, which is the locker room. Where, for those of you who don't know, uh, we we kind of take a break from just telling cop stories and firefighter stories. And we start talking about what's going on in the world and the stuff that's going on in our lives and the stuff that's going on with everybody and, and bugging us or making us happy. And we talk about it from the perspective of people that do this job. And we include um, Marco, for those of you that know Marco, because he's a civilian and he knows what's up. And he keeps right. us honest and keeps
1: us grounded. <laughs> right, and if you guys want to uh, send share a controversial police thing or whatever, you want us to debrief it or you think it's controversial, shoot it on over to us either the booking or the the mailbag uh probably the mailbag because that's where we get all all the mail stuff so and it's not really a booking so go to mailbag drop it there and we'll cover it and we'll try to tackle it here to the best of our abilities and then if you have questions regarding it shoot them and, and we'll try to answer those as well
0: yep and until our next episode come home with your shield or on it